0: is Oman FM,
1: and we're back. You're listening to Ain't Nobody Listening. I'm your host Abdullah Al Maawali with you until 9 p.m. And with me in the studio is Muhammad tamami Welcome, man. Say hello so I can hear you. Ah, yeah. It's just, <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm just looking at the lights. Yes. So yes. It's great to be here once again and. Again, hi Maskat and uh, hi Sultana and Saria. I got to mention my kids a lot, man. I'm just obsessed with them. So.
1: I love it. We're, we're going to come to that. But for now, we're going to talk about this topic that is um, a, a huge interest to me. Uh, and I always look for an excuse to talk about it. But it's funny enough, you suggested it. So I'm like, yeah, game, let's do it. You want to talk about crypto? Now, first of all, when we spoke on the phone, I was surprised that you were into crypto. I didn't know that. I was even doubly surprised when I found out that you're a huge Cardano person like me. Mm -hmm. So when did you get into it? What drew your interest?
0: (laughs) It's really, uh, for me personally, it's Mm. a bit embarrassing. What is? All right. I mean, I'm a technologist, you know. majority of my life on the internet Mm -hmm. right as I mentioned earlier the internet saved my life Mm -hmm. right it was around uh, uh, I had uh, two intersections Uh, one was uh, around three years ago right Mm -hmm. and another one was a year and a half ago and I'm very grateful uh, for all the characters
1: involved Okay, what are these intersections?
0: The first one was, so when I got curious, uh, you know, I I started, you know, looking into it. And I'll never forget uh, this one interview I watched on YouTube, right? Uh, It was, uh, actually, that was like shy of two years ago. Um, And in this YouTube interview, it was, you know, this uh, YouTube uh, blogger who, you know, Vlogs about, you know, cryptocurrencies and blockchains. I'm
1: guessing it's some young dude.
0: Uh, yeah, if 38 is considered young relative to internet time and space, <laughs> right?
1: Okay, not as young as I imagined. Okay.
0: Fair. Uh, so, this, uh, the interviewer, um, uh, I think he was English, uh, he was interviewing this 13 uh, year old American hmm. who, you know, was a famed digital artist. And and uh, what attracted me to the interview, because it was discussing uh, NFTs and non-fungible tokens and the idea of, you know, digital art.
1: You pronounce it fungible? Yeah, dude. I thought it's fungible.
0: Fungible, fungible, muhim.
1: <laughs> Jalexy.
0: <laughs> 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 Tell me. So I'm, I'm there and I'm listening to this interview. Hmm. And the guy, uh, the interviewer, uh, wants to get into the whole I, uh, I, I want to talk about NFTs because uh, this 13-year-old was selling his art as NFTs on his own website.
1: Okay. So you are referring to a young person. That's what I meant earlier about like a Yeah, the yeah. So the,
0: interview, the yeah. interviewer was 38 because okay. I had to stop halfway through that uh, interview and can ascertain the age of the interviewer. Okay, okay. Because that was very important and I will explain why. All right. And when he asked him, uh, why uh, are you selling? Uh, how did you figure out mm. how to sell uh, art as NFTs? Mm. Uh, that uh, that thirteen-year-old artist, his name really skips me right now, uh, had uh, had this face. You know that face that that you have when someone asks you a really stupid question, okay? <laughs> right? Or when someone really, really old asks asks you, uh, "Hey." Uh, how do you set a screensaver in an iPhone, right? Kind of thing. One of those questions, right? And that stumped look on his face really grabbed me. So I paused. I was like, "Wait, wait a minute! How old is this guy who's interviewing this thirteen-year-old?" So I, you know, I, I dig a little bit more, mm. and uh, I realize, oh my god, this guy is just about my age, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the interview continues, and the guy is like, uh, "Yeah, I mean, the thirteen-year-old artist, just you know." When he answered, it was just very natural. It was like, yeah, I started selling prints uh, online. People would pay me with PayPal. And then, yeah, I just started selling them, uh, selling it for cryptocurrencies. Like it was, like it meant nothing to him. It's no different from how naturally my daughter uses an iPad or a phone, right? Mm -hmm. And that really got me. Because as much as I'm into financial technologies, as much as uh, I am busy with my own, you know, tech startups and ambitions and all of that mm-hmm. it's uh it's very easy to not pay attention to something uh potentially huge that's uh yeah. going to change uh, the world significantly and uh, i mean the entire thing is only 13 years old uh yeah. But uh, it's really pretty much ground the ground floor right but, now. But
1: you didn't have that realization in that moment. That moment, That moment. just like, what is this kid talking about?
0: No, I mean, by then I had already read a lot of Wikipedia oh, articles and stuff. And, you know, I've been reading up, right? So but, this was one of the um, mm, many content that I had to consume. I see. But the realization I had was, I am blinded. Mm. Uh, and uh, we... Folk like us who are, you know, who started using the internet uh, in the mid 90s or the early 90s. Mm-hmm. And we've seen, you know, internet history uh, happen before our eyes, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. At
0: the speed of light. I mean, the internet is just like, I don't know, 30 yeah. years old, right?
1: Yeah, we witnessed the dot com bubble.
0: <laughs> and all of that. Yeah. And uh, if anything, history is the best teacher.
1: Yeah.
0: And here I was, a technologist or a tech entrepreneur who was not paying attention. And that's uh, that was a major moment.
1: Okay. And then- uh, What's the second intersection? The second
0: moment was, uh, I have these uh, really awesome uh, group of friends. Uh, one of them also was an ex-investor in one of my ventures. Okay. Uh, and they all live in different cities across the world. And uh, they noticed that uh, their friend was not getting involved in this space. And- mm-hmm. I've been always known to be the you know the techie right. in the group, so they literally stage an intervention <laughs> Zoom call, right? One night they're like, "Hey, dude, man, long time! Listen, just jump into this call," and I get into this call and it was filled with these uh, crypto heads, you know, and I, and I'm talking about uh, you know heavy hitters, you know, people who are you know. Uh, raising Series A's for uh, some incredible projects like uh, the Legend of Bezogia, If anyone's heard of them, l- look it up. Okay, right, and uh, all kinds of things, right? And uh, and they were like, hey, mo, we want you to, you know, uh, you know, get your shit together. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's uh, that's when I sort of, you know, uh, started paying closer attention. And it helps when you have friends, uh, close friends, and a community of people. Yeah, we can you know help you navigate what is you know a, a bit of a complex and complicated space? It's like I'm here to bring you the word of the Lord. Uh, so yeah, that kind of you know situation. The
1: Lord, the Lord Satoshi.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and 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 one of our mates, you know, uh, I mean, he charges people for you know crypto tips and NFTs to buy. I mean, he's making a good living. His portfolio is a couple of million dollars right now in crypto, so. So um,
1: what's your current involvement with crypto? What are you interested in? What is it that makes you want to even bring this up? Um,
0: it's it's the reflection.
1: Mm-hmm. I remember the 90s, you know, uh, it
0: was very easy. It was a very common word to say online communities in the mid 90s. Mm-hmm. right? Uh, and the internet was kind of, you know, it, in the mid 90s, uh, just like, you know, the wild, wild west, you know? Yeah. And and I always say that was when the internet was really fun, right? Uh, And then, and that was like sort of, I think the 90s was one era of the internet. Mm -hmm. And then we got into the, you know, 2000s, you know, the 2002, 2001 onwards, uh, during the Web 2.0 era, Mm -hmm. right? When uh, social uh, media started, you know, uh, becoming the main method in which we consume the internet, right? Right? Yeah. And in the words of uh, 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 Edward Murrow, and uh, for those of us who don't know Edward Murrow, he was uh, he had a he had a he had a show in the fifties, uh, and uh, a lot of his work contributed to ethics in journalism and media. Okay. And he has this famous quote that, uh, you know, the United States will one day suffer uh, uh, the problem of media insulation, right? Mm. Uh, Interesting. And that's, you know, when you're insulated by your own media, right? Yeah. And I feel... Uh, social media kind of, over time, kind of did that to us. It's
1: doing that right now. It still is. Yeah, it's like if uh, you have a certain point of view or belief, it will serve you more of that. The more you consume of a certain idea, the more of that idea it will offer. And so you get stuck in this bubble where you don't see outside this idea.
0: It's media insulation and hyperdrive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, And it's it's really bad. I mean... uh, Today, we only live in these centralized ecosystems uh, owned by these tech, tech giants. giants, right? Uh, whatever your poison is,
1: you know, Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp. let uh, say Facebook is the primary player here. I, I,
0: I, I think yeah. Facebook, I mean, yeah, sure, you know, uh, it's very popular to vilify uh, uh, Facebook. And Mark Zuckerberg. And Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> but also... It's also worth. I, I I like to also remember what they contributed uh, to Absolutely. the internet in terms of technology and yeah uh, and frameworks like AJAX, which uh, made a lot of web applications uh, mm. uh, be awesome, right? So
1: AJAX is is a, is a programming language.
0: It's more like a framework that allows for stuff to happen in your web browser without clicking refresh, and that was revolutionary. I man. see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, and you know. Um, it, uh, uh, even apps like Twitter and 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 many others, you know, mm. uh, they all contributed to the internet. And you know, the internet is an is an evolving uh, ecosystem, mm. uh, and we, uh, I think, often we forget that, right? Uh, it's it's a universe in its own. Uh, so I find it even funny with this narrative of web 3.0, metaverse, cryptocurrency, or NFTs, right?
1: Yeah, what's your take on this whole metaverse move or push uh, that happened, I'd say, a couple of months ago? It's not like the metaverse was not there, but suddenly, ever since Facebook changed to meta, it's like now people are like making it seem like that's our future in the next year.
0: Yeah, because, you know, Zuckerberg is uh, really uh, pushing that narrative and brought a lot of attention to it. But I think the internet has always been a kind of metaverse, Hmm. right? I Hmm. I remember the 90s, you know, all these uh, weird sites, surprisingly, some of them still online, Hmm. right? Um, And these different communities online and ecosystems, I mean, as analog as there were, I mean, sure, there was no augmented, you know, VR and avatars and all of that. But those of us who remember like more than 15 years ago, we had, you know, second life. Mm-hmm. It is uh, no different uh, yeah. of a metaverse ecosystem as a lot of what we are seeing today in a lot of the projects. But I think the significant difference that's has happened uh, mm-hmm. with, with, with the technology, I mean, a, uh, virtual reality and augmented realities... Mm-hmm. Is that it's converging with 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 blockchains and uh, the economics surrounding cryptocurrencies? Mm-hmm. So this is what makes it uh, different and very exciting. You know, things get very exciting uh,
1: when to, money to the involved. media
0: when money is involved, right? Mm-hmm. So now uh, there is real economics uh, involved and yeah. incentives involved in this space. Uh, therefore, you know,
1: but but Mark Zuckerberg. Did he make any promises in regards to cryptocurrencies on Facebook? Um, I think they attempted uh, to create a cryptocurrency a while back and it didn't go through. Uh, what uh, was it called, the uh, th- currency th- they think, had? With an uh, L it started? Yeah, Libre, I Libre, think, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and uh, I think a lot of pushback
0: far. from regulators at the time. Yeah. Uh, also, it was very, I think some of the challenges was just very difficult to coordinate uh, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and organizations. But I think more importantly, uh, the evangelists of blockchains and cryptos, uh, a lot of them probably work for him too as you know, software engineers or developers, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, Possibly. That, that, that nerd community, you know?
1: But uh, this is what I don't understand, okay? And uh, this is my very limited understanding of this whole move towards um, the metaverse. It's essentially the internet, The only difference is, what, 3D graphics and an avatar? Is, like, get me excited. I don't know. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like the internet is, like you said, a metaverse as it is, except we use text to communicate. What they're saying is, no, you'll be a 3D avatar and you could sit with somebody and... It's like, okay, like second life. So, so like, I don't understand what's, why are stocks like exploding and people are exciting and Nvidia is going off the roof off of this news. What <laughs> fundamentally changed aside from the fact that Mark Zuckerberg spoke?
0: Um, Well, it wasn't what am really, I missing? The, it wasn't, you know, this uh, you see, you know, Mark Zuckerberg is very good at, you know, taking the lamplight here, but, yeah. you know, I think the Metaverse uh, has a lot of people who already, uh, we're doing a lot of interesting projects. But like I was saying earlier, it's the tie-in of economics. So let me give you an example. Okay. Right? So I recently bought uh, some land uh, mm. on the moon.
1: Oh. Right? What's, a, what's the platform? It, it's
0: a metaverse project called uh, Carda Station. Okay. Right? And, and they just they just started, mm. right? The concept is, uh, uh, is, 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 is quite simple. Uh, they distributed these NFTs in the form of smart contracts or land plots, right? Yes. And so people could buy estates. Yeah. Um, the game uh, or this environment is built using Unity. So, you know, Unity is a...
1: 3D gr- uh, uh, rendering software.
0: And it's the software for developing games, yeah. right? But the same software is also perfect for building metaverse environments, yeah. right? Or three D environments, hmm. so I uh, I minted this project, loved it. Great tip from a friend of mine. Hmm. Um, and heck, one of uh, one of the plots I got was like a corner plot, you know, at an intersection. Oh. Right, oh, so God. I'm really happy about that. <laughs> right, <laughs> but what they're gonna soon uh, when you look at this project's roadmap is, uh, hmm. uh, and, it's, and and that plot is now at you know. Three times the price I bought it at at the project launch.
1: When did you buy it? What? what? Uh,
0: like a month and a half ago. No way. All right. Uh, so it's just at you know double the value plus, hmm. right? And he, here's the thing. Yeah. Um, these environments are gonna attract gamers. It's gonna attract uh, you know uh, pedestrians, just you know normal <laughs> internet folk, right? Uh, it's 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 gonna attract greedy real estate wall street types it's going to attract all kinds of people mm-hmm. and when you assess any you know any project or any initiative you look at you know the underlying technology and how organized uh, the 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 uh, the team behind it mm-hmm. and you also look at the online community uh, surrounding it so tomorrow for all intended purposes with with this project's roadmap i should be able to perhaps build a art gallery that sells NFTs on that plot right. that I bought. No different from buying a, a plot from any r- major uh, real estate project uh, uh, such as, you know, the wave or something like that, right? F- with the intent that over time uh, the project will improve and you'll be able to do more with it. Sure. So you now can own a slice of the action in ecosystems that we never were allowed to own within them.
1: So here's my issue with with these, okay? And I'd say issue, it's not really an issue. It's more like, why am I not putting my money or a lot of my money into It is, look, if you say, look back at history, now this, especially with NFTs, it scarily looks like the dot-com bubble it very scarily looks like it. I mean, you can make a lot of connections between the two. And I think the reason why the dot-com bubble happened was there. Were all these promises were made of what the future <laughs> will look like, but then reality kicks in. And it's like, the, the future will happen, but maybe not as fast as we thought and everything just collapses Um, and and that's my concern with nfts i do not understand how you justify prices that are that high you know uh and i'm very wary of them now what excites me is the technology once nfts are, are used in things that are more tangible maybe then i will start thinking about investing more but its current applications, like a plot of land in the moon, if it costs five riyals, fine, but it doesn't cost five riyals. No, yeah, I got mine
0: for 45 uh, minor riyals. And Abdullah, just uh, mm. we got to put this disclaimer. This is by far not financial advice, people. Okay. Yes.
1: thank you for that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Anything we say, do your own research. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, I picked up the plot at like 45 a uh, money real. It's
1: very cheap considering some of the prices that are out there with things. But then again, I also never heard of your platform. There are other real estate platforms that are uh, much more established, if you will. Yeah, yeah,
0: Decentraland yeah. and so many yeah, others. Yeah. Uh, they're mushrooming all over the place, right? Yeah. And I, I'm glad you brought up the dot-com bubble. Okay. Um, and let me just say this. Uh, throughout the internet's history... Mm. There's always been, you know, yeah, in, in all economic cycles, really. I mean, this is not just internet history, it's just mm. human history, human civilization. There must be chaos in order for there to be order,
1: yeah.
0: right? If you look at the 60s and the 70s, it was the operating system wars. Is it going to be Mac OS? Is it going to be uh, Microsoft Windows, yeah. right? Uh, so the... The the space is undergoing the same uh, evolutionary pattern. The late eighties, early nineties, it was the web browser wars, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, today we don't talk about web browsers, right?
1: Yeah, because Chrome is the best,
0: <laughs> right? And uh, and uh, and I like one of the things that really gets me is this interview uh, with uh, Jeff Bezos uh, mm-hmm. when he was asked, "Why did you start uh, Amazon?" Right. And he said, oh, well, at the time, I think at the time he was working for one of the investment banks. And he's like I read uh, this report that the internet is growing exponentially by whatever percentile points. Uh, so he's like, well, if this thing is growing at this rate, where will this thing be in 20 years? Oh, I better start building something on this thing called the internet. And keep in mind, in the 90s, people were saying the internet is nothing but a fad. Yeah, I mean, some newspapers actually wrote these articles,
1: right? Absol- uh, I could and I could see that point of view. It seems so abstract. If you try to explain it to someone with no internet, <laughs> yeah, it's a very abstract concept, uh, right? That yeah, computers connected and yeah, yeah.
0: So, so, so Jeff Bezos is like, okay, what can I start building on this thing they call the internet? Yeah. So he goes like, okay, easy thing to sell, books. books? Guys, start selling books, and the rest is history, right? Mm. Um, today he's taking uh, rockets to space and yeah. you know we're buying stuff from him every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, um, I mean, and when you look at the dot-com bubble, and I do believe the uh, cryptocurrency space and the blockchain space will experience uh, its own uh, crash, yeah. right? Which is a necessary thing.
1: Oh, so that means you don't believe we're in a crash right now.
0: <laughs> ah, no, 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 no. It
1: must
0: كيف نقول crash must be
1: But we're like below 50% on all-time highs right now. Like, it's pretty bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's so volatile that perhaps yeah. it's a constant crash. Yeah, 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 <laughs> right? Uh, because history repeats itself, but it doesn't repeat itself exactly. But there is lessons to learn from history, right? Sure. Oh. So I think today with a lot of the blockchain projects is no different from the web browser wars, right? How's that? Um, every, every, everyone has an idea of how uh, how more efficient you could make uh, a decentralized project, be it a metaverse, be it uh, a metaverse built on a certain blockchain project, ca- case in point, Cardano or Ethereum or others, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And these are now what we call the... Uh, uh standardization battles the the, the chaotic mm-hmm, period mm-hmm. i think in 10 years from now we're gonna have like three four standards yeah it'll be very normal these are you know the plays maybe maybe not three four standards but maybe 10 maybe 20 yeah.
1: you know there is there is room for absolutely for all these projects There's, to survive a lot of these projects do very specific things and and
0: and yeah. some will definitely also uh horrendously fail because just so the that's the
1: order <laughs> not, of it. not some the majority okay. there is so much bad bad cryptocurrencies that won't go anywhere um i can't say what those, the term is used to describe them <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and i'm in touch with these guys who uh who founded uh, this project called uh, the legends of uh, uh, bizogia right And it's, it's very, their story is really cool. And I'm actually trying to write and I'm trying to articulate their story in an article Yeah, because their project started from their bad experiences when they got into crypto and it started with a, you know, meme or meme project, meme coin kind of Mm. thing, right? Uh, but now they've actually turned it into something very real and very sustainable it's a metaverse it has tokenomics it's a game okay uh, it's it's a it's a, it's a whole uh, ecosystem from end to end i mean it's borderline a country mm. <laughs> you know so um, so yeah, I think it's a space to watch and I implore people to well, what,
1: what is it about crypto that is exciting to you right now? Like for me, it's less so about crypto or Bitcoin as a store of value, mm. which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not what excites me. It's crypto and its implication on the real world. And a crypto as a technology rather than the tokenomics, you know, I feel like the tokenomics gets a lot of the attention. It's like, mm. oh, I'll make money, I'll make so much money cause it's just gonna go up, 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 up. But then the question of why is it gonna go up? What is this technology? What's, implica- what's its real world implications? What's the fundamentals essentially, you know? So
0: I'll tell you what scares me also, yeah. right? Uh, so I'm I'm spending a lot, of you know, at Ma'amun, 80% of us are under the age of 30, right? So mm. I'm like an old man in Ma'amun. How old are you again? I'm now 30, 37 in a couple of days, actually. Nice. Um, and it's great when you work uh, in a team of young people, you know, you get to have one ear listening into the future. Mm. And I've been, you know, spending a lot of time on online communities talking to, you know, kind of crypto traders, investors, and sometimes when I speak to some of those, you know, NFT or cryptocurrency millionaires, right, who are 19 or 20, mm. uh, some of them are the promoters of some of the successful and failed projects. What really scares me is that uh, they lack a lot of the maturity because at the end of the day, and this is uh, business, like anything, you know, it's like, there is still, there is still, you have to be responsible with people's money, people's effort, mm-hmm. the time they invest with you and so on and so forth. So there is a lot of irresponsible behavior in the space because their early adopters are significantly of uh, young team. argumentation, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's something that makes me a little bit nervous. Um, but coming back to what she said there is that, you see, The currency part is Mm. just one application.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it it has its place. It has its value. I understand all the arguments for it. And honestly, especially when it comes to Bitcoin, I get it. I understand why it's a store of value and I buy it. I totally buy it. So so when you look at things like uh,
0: uh, blockchains and uh, DAOs, for example, decentralized autonomous organizations, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I don't know. How familiar you are with publicly listed companies, but allow me to create one, uh, give you an example of one application. Sure. How that would work uh, in listed uh, companies that are listed in the stock market or whatever.
1: By the way, if you're listening to this show and you're confused with all the jargon that we're using, I'm sorry. This is a more advanced class. No, I'm not going to (laughs) apologize. Just Google it. You have your phone, right? Good, except if you're driving. (laughs) Yeah. Then just wait till we upload this episode. So... So so publicly listed
0: companies you know uh, is one example. Yeah. Uh they you know they have boards that govern them. They have all kinds of you know documents that never end that govern decision making and so on and so forth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and we love our uh our our old ways of things because you know they allow for exceptions. They allow for wiggle rooms.
1: What something. do you mean? Um, Elaborate on that. Um
0: uh, s- supposed, uh, Oman FM has you know a written policy on a piece of paper okay. that says, "Okay, you can do this, you can you cannot do this," and whenever we decide who we will who we will interview on a Friday, uh, we will take the following steps in order for us to make this decision. مثلاً. مثلاً. Yeah. Right. And when something written in paper that can be even forgotten about in a in a closet somewhere. Hmm. Um, It leaves room for exceptions in uh, the agreed upon process of decision making. But with the blockchain and decentralized uh, uh, autonomous organizations or just just the term used for uh, using the blockchain for governance and decision making, Hmm. um, there is very there is no wiggle room and if you are to make any change to the decision making process yeah you need to have that sort of collective collective quorum yeah of all the people who are contributing to that uh that
1: uh, pool to that will.
0: pool or yeah. that decentralized organization its members or uh coin holders or...
1: each, co- each 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 uh, cryptocurrency has its own methodology on that mm. yeah yeah uh, okay uh, uh, well, uh, uh, what's the point you're coming to
0: uh, absolutely. So this is one of the very exciting um, uh, applications, but it is also the fundamental uh, uh, aspects of the blockchain. Yeah. Uh, because it's all built around the concept of game theory. Sure. Right. Yeah. And the guy who won the Nobel Prize for uh, his contribution in cryptography mm. and game theory. I mean, there is other mathematicians mm. who won Nobel prizes. And when interviewed, they would say, we dreamt of John Nash giving us the solution in our dream, right? John Nash. So, so John Nash was this uh, genius mathematician. Okay. Uh, he is speculated uh, uh, to be the creator of uh, Bitcoin. Speculation. But it's one of the best uh, uh, speculative stories I heard out there because it kind of makes sense. What's the
1: story? I don't know the story.
0: Um, no, there is a lot of speculation that he was the creator of Bitcoin because before his death, uh, when he died in, I think it was 2010 or, or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he died in a car accident uh, at a very old age. Also, it's worth to note, uh, and Abdullah, I need your help here. Uh, sure. John Nash uh, was when he did his best work in the 50s and in the 60s. Mm. Uh, he was born in 1928. Mm-hmm. Uh, contributed significantly to game theory. I mean, he perfected game theory. Mm -hmm. Game theory affects economics, stock markets, business, uh, governance, laws, everything. I mean, it's everything uh, that we know today of how we treat and approach Mm -hmm. uh, decision-making in economic uh, ecosystems, right? But towards the end of his life, he started talking a lot about a concept known as ideal money, right? Right. And he spoke of that lucidly, uh, and when you look at uh, uh, the foundation the foundation of blockchains and or, or, its, bitcoin, I'm or bitcoin or yeah. bitcoin and the uh, the use of um, the uh, concept of game theory uh, in these ecosystems um, it uh, it makes of an interesting narrative that he perhaps might have been the creator, but you know that remains a mystery, uh, but the fact that uh and I've always been a big fan, so some of you might have heard of John Nash if you watched the movie *A Beautiful Mind* with uh, uh, Jennifer Connelly and Russell Crow. Okay. So if you haven't looked, if you haven't watched this movie, which I believe won an Oscar, I implore you to watch it. It's one of the best movies I've. Uh, Is it on Netflix? I've ever watched. Uh, not sure, oh, but okay. it's there, highly available. Just stream it for free somewhere. You know.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and and that was John Nash, and you know what's really interesting about this highly decorated mathematician, mm. who perfected game theory. Uh, he was what's the word? Uh, he had that psych- psychological disease. He was schizophrenic.
1: Cic- am I? Schretzo- schizophrenia. Yeah, oh. yeah,
0: yeah. It's, uh, you
1: know. it's, it's schizophrenia. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He yeah. He suffered of that significantly. Yeah. So uh, you know the the genius was literally also delusional right yeah uh, at times uh, but this is also how he produced the best of his work i mean at the end of the day he's a really special uh, d- individual in math
1: how, how do we get to this point what was the point though you were trying to make where did we come from
0: <laughs> yeah so the same concept that we used in throughout the 60s and the 70s to okay. govern our economic systems that are now you know traditional economic systems it's uh it's the same math. It's the same smart concepts that is being used in uh, blockchain technologies today. So,
1: how do you see your involvement with the blockchain? D- do you see my moon uh, moon moving in that direction?
0: Um, potentially, because everybody needs to keep an eye on the future, and I'll be uh, ignorant to ignore what uh, what is what is. An inevitability.
1: Yeah, it does seem like uh, it's going, there's it no escaping it. Uh, uh,
0: and, and, you know, the thing is, it, it, it is making it so easy. There is no uh, barrier of entry for you to invest in that space. Yeah. You know, other economic systems, you know, the stock market, you still got to do some kind of paperwork. You know, you got to... You
1: know, Not, uh, anymore. Yeah, Not anymore. Yeah, but... Not anymore. I'd say, uh, to uh, at least I'm a very new investor. Mm. I started in late 2020. So I'm a baby in this field. But the ease of access to uh, equity or stocks is as easy as it is with cryptocurrency these days. In fact, if you didn't know... Uh, the uh, what is cryptocurrencies and what is stocks? You would think they're the same thing, of mm-hmm. course, unless you know the difference. But it's that easy these days,
0: and 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 that's exactly it. Yeah. It's as you said, you know, uh, because you're a native, right? Mm. So to you, they are one of the same. But I bet your crypto portfolio is much larger than your stock market portfolio?
1: Actually, they're about exactly 50-50.
0: Oh, wow, I'm impressed. You need to have a financial uh, show, uh, Abdullah.
1: (laughs) Are you impressed? Because uh, my understanding is this is not wise. Um, but I don't care. I really believe in, uh, in the, the future of uh, some of my investments in cryptocurrency, um, long-term future mm-hmm. rather than short-term future. But I, would, I also, you know, YouTube again, you I, learn everything off YouTube. And I, my understanding is when it comes to equity investment versus crypto, you know, you have a, tr- a proven track record with equity, very little with crypto. Only we're talking about 12 years. Right? And then the, the massive volatility that crypto experiences, from like 50, 50 to 100% up and then 50% down, it's ridiculous. And not everyone has the appetite for such um, volatility. It, it could cause a lot of stress. And obviously that's why you never invest money that you can afford to lose. Uh, you can't afford to lose. And again, all of this is not financial advice. Please do not follow anything I'm saying. You know, just do your own research. But,
0: but pay attention.
1: But pay attention. And for me, 50% in my current state, in my current uh, portfolio, makes sense. It makes sense for me just based on watching a lot of Charles Hoskinson's live talks mm-hmm. on a regular basis that this guy knows what he's doing. And I believe in his mission. And I don't necessarily see myself being rich in the next year or two, but I see this going far uh, as a project, technologically speaking, right? And so it warrants my 50% and in my mind, or just for me.
0: And, and I think one of the things that we forget about, yeah, uh, blockchains or cryptocurrencies are trying to address uh, other issues that we are suffering from on the internet. Mm. Privacy, right? decentralization is a really big opportunity to take that uh, uh, privacy back. I mean, Web 2.0 did a great job in exploiting our data, right? Yeah, absolutely. And this is some of the things that, uh, you know, what uh, blockchains or the use cases on top of it, be it DAOs or cryptocurrencies or NFTs, are challenging in addressing. That's the concept of decentralization. So this, uh, to take us away from the shackles of uh, large tech giants, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, And eventually, I think what's going to what's gonna happen, then, you know, the blockchains are going to become also a new kind of metamorphosis of yeah. tech giants of the future, but slightly different, maybe with a slight luxury of, no, 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 no. You, uh, you want to use my data? Pay me. Sure. You know, give me a piece of the action. And this is what's happening uh, in the space now. You owning... Real estate in a game, being Mm. able to sell the bazooka you bought Mm. and get your money back so you can go to another game that you're really into and buy another, you know. Uh, NFT, bazooka, thingamajig, right? (laughs) Yeah, so.
1: I tell you what, we'll go out on another break and uh, we'll change topics because this topic, we could spend the whole two hours easy on it and we won't even scratch the surface.
0: Yeah, and I am susceptible to ranting, so stop me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm doing with the background music right now. Um, But when we come back, I'll play you some Linkin Park. I know you're a Linkin Park fan. Uh, Is there a particular song that you have in mind? Not really, love
0: all their stuff.
1: Uh, Then I'm going to play the most cliched of all cliches. You can guess what that is.
0: In the end, it doesn't really matter? No. Yeah. Yeah, of course.
1: (laughs) Radio people. We'll be right back.